you glad to be here tonight? Amen. Already been a blessing here. I don't know about you. I've dug in for the long haul. Amen. I'm giving up. Thank the Lord for his goodness. Let's pray. All the men that will come, let's just gather around the altar and take the service to the Lord. It's already been a blessing. The opening songs and just a great time. This is the night that we remember what our Lord did for us on the cross. And this is the night we observe the Lord's Supper. We do it quite different than most places do. Uh, we do it the way we do it. It's really a conviction of my heart. And we don't just do it just to do it. It's really a conviction of mine. And that we take it and approach it the way that we do. So that we are mindful. And we never forget that we are what we are by the grace of God. Father, in Jesus' name, it's already been a blessing to be here. Thank you, Lord, for a place where we can come love Jesus love one another, be excited about the things of God. And fathers, we come tonight, Lord, it is our prayer that you will bless us and that you will bless us indeed. Father, I pray that you'll just pour out your power upon us as a people, as individuals, and a church. Father, touch this service now. Bless the service tonight. Honor the name of Jesus Christ and everything that is done. And Father, tonight, let us remember... And let our hearts be warmed and let our hearts be touched and stirred as we stop and pause and think about all that Jesus Christ has done for us. So we thank you for your goodness and all the things you've done for us. Bless now in Jesus' name. Amen. Remain standing. Let's sing this chorus. We've learned tonight, relearned tonight in uh, choir practice. Behold, he comes. First starts off with the men, then the, uh, the bass, the tenors, the alto, and sopranos. You help us out there, okay? Colton is also getting his third lamb patch tonight for learning three additional verses. 
And he wants to say a verse for us tonight. John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for that whosoever that believe in him that, that should not perish that have everlasting life. John 3, 16. Set our ushers come forward to receive the offering. As to do so, let me remind you that this coming Saturday, as the pig picking Tom uh, mentioned this morning, and this is for anybody that wants to go. It's at the uh, uh, Cloudland Canyon, and uh, the cost is seven dollars. You need to get a ticket, but it's great. A lot of fun, a lot of fellowship, and it'll be at two o'clock. Now, uh, that's when they'll start eating. Now, if you uh, want to ride a van they'll have a couple of vans or at least one going up they'll be leaving here at 11:30 on saturday if you want to ride up on the bus and they'll be leaving here at 11:30. so if you're interested in that but uh, see tommy into the believers class and always a good uh, time add these names to your prayer list I want to remember uh roger dick this is the family been visiting with us he'll be having surgery this week at park ridge hospital also peggy's telling me she, peggy adams will be having knee surgery tomorrow and then a special request for a dog green in Rome. I just found out he has cancer and has about four weeks to live. And then Joanna Wyndham, she had to go back to the park or to Park Ridge today. So add these names to your prayer list. Let's pray. Father, we do ask you now to move in every one of these needs. And we do thank you for the promise of the return of Jesus Christ. And that one of these days, we're going to leave this old world with all of its sorrow and heartaches and sickness. And got a brand new world coming. We look forward to that. Bless now the offering and the rest of the service. In Jesus' name, amen. I tell you what, I appreciate the extra men showing up tonight. Doesn't that look good tonight back through there? I appreciate we had about seven extra that we normally don't have, and I really appreciate the men coming out. I'm going to sing a song we've not sung before. Uh, it's an old song, but not this arrangement. I think you'll enjoy it. Just a little while to stay here. Amen. Amen. 
And let's stand and have some fellowship. When, when the roll is called up yonder, we'll be there. Turn around, let's shake some hands. Take your songbook, turn to 463 if you haven't already found it. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Page 463. On the first, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal, bright and fair. When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, Is over, work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder. 
praise the Lord. So I mentioned this morning, today is uh, Jim and Jan's last Sunday with us. They're going back, leaving Tuesday, going back to Nigeria. And I want them to come take a few moments. Jim's going to come and share some things. And then I believe Jan's going to sing for us tonight, right before we observe the Lord's Supper. So uh, I love this family. You love Ammon, say amen. What a blessing they've been to us. Thank God for them. Jim, you come right ahead. And maybe Jan's going to speak. You're going to sing. Which one is it there? You look in your Bibles in Acts chapter 13. You want to go ahead and turn there, but I want to read a verse of Scripture from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. In verse 2 it says, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. And Jan and I, truly, we give thanks to God for uh, friends like you. You have been such a blessing to us while we've been on furlough. And all that you've done and uh, sending us back to Nigeria to get the gospel to the people there. We're so excited about what God is going to do. And uh, it's just going to be wonderful to see the Lord working. Uh, He's did great and mighty things during our furlough. And if I, I could spend all night just telling you, about all the things the Lord has done. But we've got a container full of material. It just left, uh, today's 29th, they left Barcelona, Spain today, headed for the Port of Lagos, Nigeria, and it'll be there on May the 12th. And uh, need your continued prayers. All the things that you've given us, the tools to do the work with, and helping us get it on the ship and get it uh, to Nigeria, God's got a special blessing for this church. And it's untold, the outreach of this church. I was just thinking today of the thousands and thousands of souls this week has been reached for Christ through the ministry of this church. We look at people that come here and we say, we had two or three saved today. But you've got to realize with the missionaries this, this church is supporting, there's thousands of people every week that are being saved through the ministry of this church and the outreach. And so uh, we've got a great vision for Nigeria in the coming uh, years as we go back and prepare to work there. In Acts chapter 13, I won't read all the verses, but just verse 3, it says, And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And I want you to send us away tonight, amen? Just as the church here sent out the first missionaries into the region beyond, they prayed for them. And we need your prayers as we get ready to go back. People ask me, why do you go? Why are you going? I go because God says go, amen? He said go into all the world. We have a command to go. Then I go because God called me. long time ago, my last year in Bible college, uh, God spoke to my heart. I got cornered by our mission director and couldn't get away from a big old guy. He said, let me tell you about Africa. And he began telling me, and he said, you can get off the plane in Ghana preaching the gospel in English. Now I began dreaming about getting on a plane and flying to Africa and come running off the plane preaching the Word of God. God began dealing with my heart, and He was dealing with my wife's heart, and I didn't even know it. When I knew that's what God wanted, I told her, and she says, I already know. And God gave us our uh, support. That time, uh, the 
20 years ago, we didn't need as much as we do now. And he gave it to us in a year, and we were on the field in Ghana preaching the gospel. Went through a revolution there and went to the Ivory Coast and stayed there until uh, 1989. And then God led us to Nigeria, 120 million people. God called me to go there and preach the gospel. And uh, that's why I go, because it's a calling in my life. That's what God wants me to do. Then I go because they're lost tonight. As we go, we need your prayers. People are lost in Nigeria. 120 million people. Their average lifespan is only 49 years of age. You may have heard on the news about the AIDS conference in, in Nigeria this week of all the African countries. And they really don't have any way to do anything about the problem. We've got a half a million orphans in Nigeria because of AIDS. People are dying there. You think about it. If you're past 49 years of age, if you lived in Nigeria, you'd probably already be dead. Now, I've buried many people there. Uh, uh, in, in, young people, they die at an early age. They need the gospel. In the next 10 years, the lifespan is going to drop between 40 and 42 years of age. We've got a short time to work. That's one other reason why we go. Not the fact that they're lost. We've just got a short time to reach them. And at the same time, we're having the multitudes increase. In 10 years, the population of Nigeria has gone from 100 million to 120 million. And yet scores of people are going out into eternity and only living a short year, short number of years. We need to reach them. They're lost. They need the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I watch the Muslims every day. Forty million Muslims come out and bow and bow towards me and pray uh, their prayers to Allah. Allah's not the God of the Bible. They follow the teachings of Mohammed, but Mohammed lived and died and is still dead. They're following the teachings of a dead leader, and they'll die for their religion. They need the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've watched the people in Ananism, over 30 million people there have practiced that. They come out every day. They'll feed their gods, but they never eat. They'll worship them. They get fetishes and put them on their doors and, to keep evil spirits away, but it doesn't work. They need the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then I watched the religions. We've got all kinds of religion in Nigeria, and all the religions there won't get them to heaven. Their only hope is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When they ask you to pray, they're lost. Time is short for us. We need to get the job done. Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. We've got to do what we've got to do today. Today is a day of salvation. And as we go, as the church here sent them out, they prayed for them. We need your prayers. I want you to pray, one, for the salvation of souls. That God will bless in the work there. We've got six churches already established. Four of our churches are indigenous. They're self-governing. And God has been blessing. One of our churches wrote me soon, in the last year they doubled in attendance. Our church in the village, uh, through uh, the giving of here in the church, many people gave. We've already got a church building. Even while we were home this year, we've got a church building built for them. God is blessing in this work. And our Christian school there is growing and the children are learning. And our, our main church, the first church we started, they, uh, just what they've done this past year has amazed me. I left them with an unfinished building. They've already uh, plastered the outside, plastered the inside, put a ceiling in. They've raised probably uh, six or $7,000, and that's like uh, two or $300,000 in the church here. And what God is doing, them, their attendance is going up, soul winning, they're reaching souls. All our churches are growing. 
they're just keep multiplying and multiplying because they're going out and winning souls. And we've got a great job before us. We've got city after city. We've got probably 30 states in Nigeria that doesn't have one fundamental Bible-believing church. We've got town after town where to start churches. i got a Bible student right now that's waiting on me to get back to get him out into a place and start a church. We're looking at a city of over 2 million people without a fundamental Bible church there. We want to get a church started there. Our Bible college is growing. God's given us land, and we've got to build a building. We've got men coming in to study and prepare themselves that God has called. What a great work is before us. And we'd ask you to pray. We need your prayers for the work there. Then pray for uh, because of the opposition of Satan. Satan opposes the work of God, amen? Just as these missionaries went out, first thing they did was face the opposition of Satan. They faced a sorcerer that would stood them when they were trying to give a gospel to a ruler there. And so uh, as you get on the mission field, you're going to face satanic oppression. We need your prayers for that. Then pray for us because of the perils of the work. We need your divine protection while we're on the field, that God will watch over us. Nigerians only know one way to drive, and that's get behind a steering wheel and put on the gas. They just floorboard it. They don't know what a brake is, amen? And so they just go, and we need your protection on the highways and safety and against robbers and all these things. God has protected over us because our church was praying for us. And then uh, pray for traveling mercies, pray for... Uh, our health, that God will keep us healthy. Then pray for our families back here. Being separated is not easy. This time it's going to be hard. So I'll give you a testimony. Last two weeks, church has been praying for my mother. And she, I called her today and she said, I've been off my oxygen for a week now. It's just because people are praying, amen? I appreciate your prayer. Leaving our grandkids and our children. takes a lot of grace. But I'm glad that God's got grace. Amen. So we need your prayers. And then pray for the supplies of the work. That God will continue to supply. God's got our ship. Uh, it's gone. It's paid for. We've got our tickets. We've got our generator. Now we've got to get it through customs into our home. Now I know God's going to supply that. And God's doing great and mighty things. And I just love, love you. I just can't express in words. How to tell you, thank you. I want my wife to come. She's going to try to share it in song tonight and tell you how we feel about you. I want to sing thank you for giving to the Lord. And it's been a blessing to be a part of this church because, you know, a lot of people say, Temple is my church family. We really are our church family. And we appreciate that so much, how you stood behind us. And Pastor and Sherry, we appreciate them. How the last year before we came home, we went through some rough times, but they were there with us on every email <laughs> that we sent. And we just praise the Lord that somebody was here praying for us when we were going through some difficult times. You know, only God and God's people can know the mind of God. And we have to go and do exactly what he wants us to, no matter what the opposition is. Just like Jim said, Satan is there fighting us every way. 
And sometimes it's from areas you never would think of, people that, you know, you love. Sometimes it's hard to understand that things like that. But um, I want to thank you for giving to the Lord, not only in funds, which you've been uh, very generous with. We thank you for that so much. But with your love and your kindness and your caring, and I just want to say thank you so much for giving to the Lord. I dreamed I went to heaven You were there with me We walked upon that street of gold Beside that crystal sea We heard the angels singing None called your name You turned and saw this young man He was smiling as he came And he said, friend, do you know me now? Then he said, but wait You used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. And every week you would say a prayer before the class would start. And one day, when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus into my heart. He said, thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. Then an African stood before you said, remember the time a missionary came to your church and his burdens, they made you cry. You didn't have much money, but you gave it anyway. Jesus, he took that gift you gave and that's why I'm here today. And he said, giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. One by one they came. Oh, just as far as the eye could see. Each life somehow touched by your generosity. Little things that you had done, sacrifices made. Unnoticed on this earth, but in heaven now proclaimed. 
Now I know up in heaven you're not supposed to cry. So I'm almost sure that was joy in your eyes as Jesus took your hand and you stood before the Lord. He said, my child, look around you for great is your reward. Thank you for giving to the Lord. So many lives have been changed. Isn't that precious? That's a blessing. Thank the Lord for them. We're going to give you a chance to show your appreciation to them uh, at the end of the service. As you know, we uh, always, on the fifth Sunday night, we observe the Lord's Supper. As I said earlier, we do it a little different, and I always explain why we do it different, and that's because I really believe that one of the most neglected things that happens in Baptist churches uh, is treated with... Uh, uh, so little respect, is the Lord's Supper. And in many cases, even in how the Lord's Supper is, is done, I think it's not given the respect and not given the priority that it ought to be. One thing, understand about the Lord's Supper and the church observing it, we are commanded of God to do this. It is a command. There will be several that will be following the Lord and believers in a baptism in a moment. That is a command. We are commanded by the Scriptures to do that. And what we're about to do here tonight, we are commanded by the Word of God. And we're to do so so that we don't ever forget that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And I believe the Lord intended, the Lord's Supper was intended to be a time where you just stop and you let your mind be upon the death of Christ and what He did for you so that you don't ever forget that what you have Jesus Christ paid for and, and bought through His blood. So that's why we do it the way that we do it here at Temple Baptist. We take the Sunday night and we just slow down and we just take a little while to think and let the Scriptures speak to us, let the music speak to us, and just let the moment remind us that we're what we are by the grace of God. I'm thankful that He died for us on Calvary, aren't you? 
I want Dale to come and lead us in a song. We're going to put it up on the screen at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. And as they do so, I want our men to come and to get their places here. And John and Luther will prepare the table to serve the Lord's Supper. And so, Dale, you lead us. Let's all stand. And then after the congregational song, we'll have a special before we move right disciple standing by that cross, John, and he told John to take care of his mother. You may recall that in reading of the scriptures. More or less left her in his charge. But this song here sort of says, Jesus, take charge of me. Stand by me. The storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the storms of life are 
king, stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship upon the sea, thou who rulest wind and waters, stand by me. In the midst of false and failures, stand by me. In the midst of faults and failures, stand by me. When I do the best I can, and my friends misunderstand, Lord, remember that I need you. Stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When my life becomes a burden and I'm nearing to If we, if the Lord Jesus had not died for us, we wouldn't have someone to stand with us. But because he has, he stands with us. Luke twenty-two nineteen is the heart of what we're doing tonight. The Bible spoke of the night the Lord gathered with his disciples. We call it the Last Supper. Took bread, took the wine, break the bread, blessed the wine, and he took. And so doing, illustrated a principle that would become a command, as I mentioned a moment ago, and an ordinance for the church. I want you to look at two verses of Scripture before we begin to take these elements tonight. They're found in 1 Peter 1, verse 18 and 19. We'll put them on the screen for you. Scripture said, For as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Peter's simply saying that, saying to the Jewish people that he was writing to, just because you are a Jew and all of these traditions and all of these things have been passed down through your family and different things, you're not redeemed because of who you are. He said in verse 19, you're redeemed because of the precious blood of Christ. As a lamb, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. It's great to be saved, isn't it? It really is. It's, it's a great to know that your sins are gone. It's great to know that heaven is your home. It's great to know that God is doing what He's doing in our life and He blesses us like we talked about this morning, that He wants to pour out wonderful blessings in my life and in your life. He wants to do great things. It's just wonderful to be saved. But I want to remind you tonight that all that we have and all we enjoy 
and all we'll ever have. Our heavenly home, we should have been in hell, but we've got heaven as our home. We should have been just miserable individuals with no hope, but here we are happy, rejoicing in the Lord, rejoicing in His goodness. I want to remind you that all that we have, it cost the Lord Jesus Christ His life. It required the shedding of blood. Everything we've enjoyed here today was bought at the price of the Son of God. And we don't want to ever forget that. That's why we do this. That's what this is all about in the mind of God as we stop to remember that the two things that we'll do tonight, one is taking the bread, which symbolizes His body, that God became man. God prepared a body for Him, Hebrews says. He indwelt that body became a man, died for us. And then the wine or the juice, uh, the red juice there symbolizing the death of Christ, the blood that He shed. So tonight as we come, we do so to remember that God so loved us that He gave Himself for us to die for our sins. And to remember that everything we have was purchased by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. So tonight as we take these matters... Let them speak to your heart and remind you of all that we've done, of all that he's done. As the men come, we want to get ready to serve the bread.
Our Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the wonderful truth that you became man. You robed yourself in human flesh. You identified yourself with the human race, a human race that had fallen, a human race that had disobeyed you, that was guilty. You became a part of us by assuming a body that you might be identified with us. Therefore, you could die for us. So tonight, we thank you for that. And we come with a grateful heart that you would love us that much. No one ever loved us as much as Jesus did. That he would give everything, yea, even his life. For when we were yet ungodly, you loved us, and we thank you for it. So tonight as we take the bread, we give thanks for the body of Jesus Christ. In his name, we thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. We ask the men to come, and we'll serve the wine.
Our Father, as we come to you tonight, we remember, Lord, when we were lost. Remember that heavy load of sin we carried and the guilt that we felt. But thank you, Lord, that one day you washed our sins away, cleansed us. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, that cleanseth from all sin. Thank you, Lord, tonight for the shedding of your blood on the cross. Thank you that you would love us enough to die on the cross for us and to give your life to bear my hell, to bear my sin. Thank you for that. So tonight, Lord, as we take this cup, we remember the price that you paid that we might have salvation. Our salvation is free, but it costs you everything. And we love you. We worship you for it. That's why, Lord, we want to honor you and serve you. You'd love us so much that you'd do this for us. The least we can do is to give you our life and to follow you and live for you. So we give thanks tonight for the shedding of the blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Dale, I know I don't have this on the screen, but I want you to look up the song, uh, Isaac Watts' song. I had it on the tip of my tongue there. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died. And I want you to lead us in that stanza of that song. Those are going to be baptized. You can slip out and begin to get ready. The men will go to my left, and the ladies will go to the right. You can begin to get ready. And then I want our ushers to get ready right after this song, and we're going to be receiving an offering. I'll say more about that in just a moment. But let's stand and let's sing this song. What page is it in the book? 224. This is one of my favorite songs. This song, And Come Thou Fount, is my favorite songs. Let's sing this. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. When I survey 
be seated and all of God's people say it. Amen. When I survey the wondrous cross, what a great thought. I want our ushers to come forward to receive our offering and tonight uh, you have a chance to give to Jim and Jan. We thank the Lord for them. They're leaving Tuesday morning. Uh, someone will be taking them down to the airport Tuesday morning and they're flying out for Nigeria and uh, I want you to give. We received an offering for them this morning but it's possible that some of you are not prepared to give this morning. We caught you off guard, but we want you to give tonight. And I told him we wanted to, we loved him. We wanted to make sure he had $50 to go to the airport on. So we're going to give, take an offering for him tonight. So, but uh, we thank the Lord for Jim and Jan. Let's pray. Uh, Aaron, would you, let's remember Chantel. I, I thought about her a while ago. She was supposed to have surgery uh, Friday and they have postponed it. So it'd either be sometime this week. Aaron, would you stand and ask God's blessings on the offering? 